Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. Sorry for the delay because I just got back from the two-week vacation at home. And over the past week, I was busy dealing with my translation work. But today, I'm going to talk about some niche movies in Asia. And hope you like the show today. In Top 007 session, I'm going to cover all the movies on the chart and recommend you which movies to watch this weekend. Now let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie this week. Preyang Xinjiang, Mononoke Ninja Chimpuden. The film features Shinonsuke as a ninja and will reveal if Shinonsuke is the real son of Hiroshi and Misai. <laughs> The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Japanese anime. Unlike Conan or Pokemon, I'm not so sure whether Crayon Xinjiang is very famous in the United States, but I personally haven't watched any episode myself since childhood. I mean, now I still don't watch it. I don't like the content, but the reason why I introduced this movie version it's because 2022 marks the 30th anniversary of Crayon Xinjiang. And the recent movies are critically acclaimed. So if you are a fan of Crayon Xinjiang, I recommend you to watch this one. And the plot of the latest movie version is about a mysterious woman with a five-year-old boy stay at the protagonist's home, but some ninjas attack them. And that's how the real identity of the mysterious woman is revealed. She's actually a ninja escaped from a ninja village. While all the ninjas are chasing her, they think that Crayon Xinjiang is the mysterious woman's son. And that's the reason why Xinjiang is kidnapped as well. So actually, I think the plot sounds very interesting this time. It's related to ninja. And last time, it was related to the kindergarten Crayon Xinjiang and his classmates go to. So one storyline is about the mysterious woman and Xinjiang got kidnapped, and the other one is in the ninja village. People are guarding the belly button of the earth. I know it sounds really weird, but that's what it is. And I guess everything related to Crayon Xinjiang is very weird. Oh yes, actually Crayon Xinjiang is not an animation for kids. It's definitely one of the animations that are designed for adults. Definitely not for children. So in the story, if the power of the belly button of the earth is leaked, the earth will stop turning around. And there's no tomorrow for the whole world. And that's the biggest crisis the ninja village has ever faced. So in the latest movie version, we get to know whether Crayon Xinjiang is the son of his parents. But we also can see how they're going to save the world. I don't think I have a lot of friends who like Crayon Xinjiang. So this really is a niche movie market. But if you like it, do go watch it. And now let's move on to the second new movie this week. Mission, Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times An exploration of the remarkable friendship between Archbishop Desmond Tutu and His Holiness the Dalai Lama 
Sex, sex. Did, did you say that? The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a documentary, and although it's about the friendship between Tudu and Dalai Lama, it's actually a movie made by the U.S. It's directed by the Oscar-winning director Louis Saihoyos. He has won the best documentary at the Oscars before, and this movie recorded the winner of. Two Nobel Peace Prizes, the 14th Dalai Lama and the Tutu Archbishop in South Africa, and their classic conversation in India. I can understand that not many people would be interested in this topic, but right after I saw the introduction, I want to watch it because it seems so interesting. How they know each other. How they developed the relationship and how they keep their relationship well over all these years seem very interesting. And what we know is that they both endure bitterness and violence, but they still insist on non-violence, and they're both pretty kind. Therefore, in the documentary, we can see how they share their personal experiences. And the happiness of life with people around the world. You know, it says in the title, "Finding Happiness in Troubled Times." Don't you think it's really suitable for times like this? We're having a war. I mean, this is 21st century. How could you imagine that we're still having wars in 21st century? Uh, well, we did have some wars like in Afghanistan or Iran. And all those places that the U.S. caused the war, but it's also very important to stay optimistic. So I don't think you need to be interested in religions or in South Africa to watch this documentary. If you want to know how to make friends with people from different cultures, or you just want to know, yes, in such a troubled time, how do we stay happy? How do we find happiness? You can watch this movie, or you can just enjoy the friendship between the two protagonists, and you might understand the reason why they receive Nobel Peace Prize. And before we move on to Top Double O Seven, let's review what we had from last week first. Actually, it's not big difference these past weeks. Top three was Top Gun Maverick, and we had Thor: Love and Thunder as top two. Top one was Minions: The Rise of Gru, and now let's listen to top seven to top four this week. Top seven: Detective Conan: The Bride of Halloween. Top six: Where the Crowdads Sing. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. Top five: Mingshong Haunted House. Top four. No. What if I told you that today? Wait, how come all the movies on this part of the chart, top seven to top four, are either scary movies or thrillers? You know, not the exciting kind of thriller, but the horror style kind of thriller. I guess it's just a coincidence that it's the Ghost Month, Lunar Ghost Month in Asia. But let's take a look at each of them. Top seven: Detective Conan, The Bride of Halloween. Halloween's not here yet, 
And I know Conan's not scary. It's not horror. But if you've seen Conan, you will know that wherever Conan is there, there must be dead body. That's just how it is. So we already have one movie related to murder. And then top six, where the crow dad sing, is about a murder. So again, where the crow dad sing is not a horror, but a mystery. So if you are interested in detective movies. You probably will love Detective Conan and Where the Crawdads Sing, but I just don't think it's too dark for summer. I thought summer is supposed to be happy. And then we have Mingsheng Haunted House. This is definitely released because of the Lunar Ghost Month. Actually, it's a Taiwanese movie. According to I don't know if it's folklore or real story or just I don't know hearsay. Mingsheng Haunted House is a really scary haunted house in Mingsheng, so I'm not going to even watch the trailer. But I'm pretty sure for people who love ghost movies, this is probably very ideal for them these days. And last but not least, Nope, Nope again. It's oh wait, but this is a horror. I mean, it's not the ghost kind of horror. But if you've seen the director's previous works. You know what I mean about horror and how they scare people. So I really don't think top seven to top four this week is suitable for chicken like me. Yes, I'm super timid, so don't persuade me to watch any of these four movies. Let's move on to top three to top one. I'm looking forward to these. Top three: Top Gun, Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my top two. Thor, Love and Thunder. He went from dead bod to god bod, and after all that, Mjolnir. Top one, Minions: The Rise of Thor. Alright, alright, I'm not Minnie. Please stop calling me that. Alright, we have exactly the same top three to top one this week. And as a Marvel fan, I'd like to talk about Thor: Love and Thunder once more. Last week, I mentioned the reason, one of the reasons why I don't like Thor: Love and Thunder as much as I like the other franchises. And today, I'd like to talk about another reason. Spoiler alert! I think it's okay to talk about spoilers. I mean, it's out for many weeks now. So what I want to say is that I believe there are many fans like me who were looking forward to the comeback of Jane Foster, Doctor Jane Foster. I'm not sure if she's the first love of Thor, but at least that's what we saw in Thor, the first episode. And in this episode, when we see Doctor Jane Foster. We know that she's diagnosed with cancer stage four, which is very serious, and she's actually receiving treatment, but it doesn't seem well. So one day she just remembers that oh, the hammer of God of Thunder has the power to grant health to its owner, so she goes to. I don't know the Wonderland of Asgard. I forget the name. To look at Mjolnir, the hammer of Thor, previous hammer of Thor that was destroyed by his sister Hera in the third episode of Thor, and something 
magical and mysterious happened. The hammer pieced itself back and serves Jane. Sounds really good. So what's wrong with it? My problem is if you want Jane to look for Mjolnir for its power of health, then why do you kill Jane in the end? So are you telling me that cancer is much powerful than Mjolnir? What? What's the point? And although we know that Jen is in the Asgard version of Hall of Fame, and now we have multiverse, she might be able to come back in other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. But I just don't like this ending. Even if you said it as、uh, because Jen has cancer now, she's no longer herself again. She needs to be the mighty Thor. And that would be a perfect origin movie for Mighty Thor, don't you think? But how it ends is just super weird. I mean, for me, I think it's super weird. But I don't know. We will see. So that's my thought about Thor: Love and Thunder. What do you think? Please share it with me. And I've been catching up with my work lately, so I hope to get the episodes back on track as soon as possible. So don't forget to check from time to time to see if I have uploaded the latest episode. Hope to see you next week. I'm Viola. Bye bye.